You've been hearing us talk about Trucker's Edge for a good four years now. They've been great friends of the show, and we are proud of our affiliation with Trucker's Edge. Again, Trucker's Edge, powered by DAT, only the best load board in the industry. More loads, more brokers. You can get days to pay. You can get credit scores. You can get 15-day lane averages. You can even get tri-haul services. You can cancel it at any time. But here is the coolest part. Go to truckingafterhours.com slash edge, or just go to Trucking After Hours and look for the ad in the sidebar. You can sign up there for any one of their three plans absolutely free for 30 days. So run that out for uh, 28 days. See what you think. If you don't like it, cancel it. We think you'll like it. We think you'll stay. And again, truckingafterhours.com slash edge, or just go to the website and check it out, guys. We know you will be happy. Do it again. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> Welcome to take two of Trucking After Hours, the week of May 11th, 2000 plus 20. There we go. We are here. We thought we'd go back to, uh, what, some, uh, a little more blues blues and have a little fun with the music. But yes, it is Sunday night. It is 845 and we're pissed off at Facebook. So here we are on YouTube. So where am I going to see comments? I have absolutely no idea. I am guessing right there. Say hello and see what you get. And I do believe it'll even tell us if anybody is looking. What we have tonight, let's see. We've heard a lot about how uh, those brokers are screwing somebody. We'll just discuss just who are they screwing. Uh, what else do we have? Some appropriately, we will discuss it appropriately. Yes, we will. Yes, this this is a family friendly program for the most court part. But you know, it's Sunday night. It's eight. Mother's Day. Yes, it happy was. Mother's Day to all of you. Mothers happy out Mother's there. Day, Mom. Oh, thanks, honey. <laughs> and yeah, we uh, we got this up and rolling tonight as we usually would do. And as oh, I shouldn't say we, I was down here and Facebook. Of course, we mentioned last week forced us to the new platform, and it will not recognize our uh, studio camera, so we will not recognize Facebook. We'll just do YouTube <laughs> and see how this works out. <laughs> yeah, we've got a lot of, I guess, freight-related stuff tonight. Some stuff on some Chinese things that may or may not be good and may or may not ever get here. And interesting, Leave them there. I, I agree. We do. I think we have some interesting This Week in Beer stuff to cover. We have some sad this week in beer. It, you know, it's sad, but at least it's putting it's something good. to some use. <clears throat> yep. And a, a big rolling turd. I'm having more fun with the big rolling turds. Finding something that, is it really? It makes a, you go, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. And, and could it be fun? Is it kind of like the moped? You know, it, it, it ain't a Harley, but it's still a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. You said you saw this first one all over Facebook, didn't you? I did. And it's been a short article you can click on i've seen it as a a meme the picture is a front end of a a white tractor volvo on top of the front end of a white uh looks like a ferrari first off who the hell buys a white ferrari seriously not gonna say it (laughs) (laughs) that's just weird now, how did the semi get on the Ferrari? That's, I guess, been the discussion, the question, or the rumors? The original news story uh, about this picture was a disgruntled driver who hadn't been paid. Uh, and, and the way it had been spun was he hadn't been paid for a while. Uh, this is coming from Jalopnik. They actually investigated this even further to find out, you know, that, that seems a little extreme to, to go and damage a car just because you haven't gotten paid. I'm, if it was me, I locked the keys in your truck. It's at the flying J in In Omaha, New Mexico. (laughs) I'm jumping on a plane and I'm going home. You know, I'm not going to drive back to the terminal and find the boss's car and destroy it. Exactly. It's not going to end well for me. So they uh, they dug into it a little farther and found, no, there's, there is more to this story. They've talked to drivers of this company, and they've all said, no, the, the company pays very well and regularly. There's never been an issue of people not getting paid. 
apparently this driver was hired like that day. He hadn't been there very long, huh? He, he was brand spanking new. There's not a whole lot of people that are talking because I'm, I'm guessing this is still an ongoing police investigation. Yes. There's going to uh, be so litigation. So people here. in the company are not making comments. A truck did hit a car. It wasn't my car. That's all I can say. I love how they figured <laughs> out where this happened. Didn't they just Google Earth the image or something and do some... They found the building in the background and figured out where they were just by researching the picture on the on the meme. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, yes. Uh, what, a, a little village on the outskirts of Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, one of the fine suburb villages. Yeah. You know, the interesting thing is, as you read this, I mean, he could be facing some attempted murder or some... Uh, it attempted vehicular homicide or something. He he had some people in the way. Yes. To, including the owner of the car trying to stop he him. Was, he was hired remotely on Monday morning. It, it sounds like this company has a couple of different terminals and everything is based out of this one where the incident happened, but they're hiring people in these, these other hubs. He was hired on Monday, did one load, came in and got into an argument over something. Uh, there's rumors about he was upset because he wasn't on a new truck. He was on a, an older truck. You've been there a day. Yeah. He, <laughs> he had been summoned to this office to basically be let go. Sounds like the company was doing the right thing. They offered they were going to pay him for all the miles that he had driven. They were going to reimburse him for a mattress, a trash can, some other stuff that he bought for the truck and pay for a plane ticket home. How many companies do that? Oh, none. Right. You know, they, hey, sorry we wasted your time. It's not going to work out. Here's what we owe you. You know, here's a ticket home. Go see your family, whatever. He didn't like that. He walked out of the building, jumped into the first truck he saw, just an empty truck sitting there with the keys in it, obviously, fired it up and drove up on top of oh, Boss's Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell was he thinking? That's just, and you know, that's not going to end well for him. No, it, no, just, not at all. You you see that one coming. So uh, it ain't quite a Darwin Award, but it's pretty close. I think yeah. if you've got a temper like that, be grateful he's off yeah. the highways. Yeah, he'd be off the road. Yep, that is definitely <laughs> the guy that you don't want out Yeah, driving your truck, representing you in the public. Yeah. So sad way to end the relationship, but nonetheless, it is what it is. This is really interesting, and I'm, I'm going out of an order out of, uh, or a order, a uh, article out of a website. Benzinga? Benzinga. I have no clue what Benzinga that is. Yeah, that's I don't a, either, but it sounds like a car. Yeah, uh, and, and they're actually- <laughs> It sounds like one of those minivans that comes in. Doesn't it? Sounds like a little car we might be talking about soon. <laughs> and I think they're actually pulling because it says, buy freight waves. So this is part of the freight waves. Uh... Oh, by the way, before we move into this shiny object- why did Jalopnik dig so hard into that story? Or actually, it was The Drive, one of their sister pages. Probably because we gave them so much flack for their last article we talked about. I think so. They had to roll I their mean, sleeves. I mean, it's very obvious they listened to Trucking After Hours and went, hey, we got to do better, guys. We let Buck and Don down. <laughs> yes. So we need to do something that's not only proving we're gearheads, it needs to involve trucking. So that was the yeah. story they honed in on. So And they, they did their research. <laughs> yes, so we will take all the credit for that one. <laughs> anyway, the uh, story in uh, Benzinga, yeah, I love that name, you're right. <laughs> Too bad they got it first. They're talking about jobs, and not just in trucking, but jobs in trucking and in the whole logistics industry supporting trucking, which is the forklift operators, and everybody else is in that article that's in this. And the employment levels are down to, what, 2014? Yeah. Rehiring, I mean, look at all, how many truck drivers do you know that are laid off or cut way back? I don't know any, but the only truck drivers I really know are hauling beer and soda and food right now. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I can name three or four that I know just through the podcast. And, and you hear the stories of, of if you were a car hauler, you're not working right now. If you're supporting right. the automotive industry, you're not working right now. If you're out there running uh, the, the broker boards, you're getting your ass kicked and wishing you had a place to go drive for somebody for three months and let it go. 
when this starts coming back, where did these people go? How many of them are going to come back, especially the drivers that left? How many of them are going to come back into the industry? Yeah. And, and hopefully, it's, hopefully most of them. You, you would hope so, but it is going to be hard. And that's what they're talking about coming back from this with that many people laid off. Uh, it, it's a huge number. And it's, well, then you, you have to wonder too. It, it's going to take a long time to get back up to those levels. And I know we've talked about it on the show. The, the little companies that, you know, they have one, two, three, four trucks. Yeah. Those they're are the, probably not oh, working right now. They're, you know, and yeah. The chances of them opening up, I don't know, unless they've got a good cushion to sit on to ride this out, probably not. Yeah. And yeah, eventually the drivers that they employed, you know, will probably lease on or go apply at one of the bigger companies. Or leave. But as these bigger companies are absorbing a lot of these drivers from the smaller companies, are we going to get into an issue of, the drivers are there. Now the trucks aren't there. Exactly. Yeah. You because know, that's all been shut down. Coming coming out of this, what big company is going to go, yeah, we're going to go buy 25 new trucks. Or if you're a big enough company, 250 new trucks. It, it's right. Just, unless you're, you know, the publicly traded companies, if they survive it, they might be able to, uh, you know, raise some capitalists and, I, I don't know, selling some cheap shares or something. I, I don't know, but... Yeah, that yeah. little that little guy with four or five trucks or one or two trucks. I mean, those are the guys that aren't going to make it. And the irritating thing is, look at California. Look at their attitude towards independent contractors, towards the gig economy. Mm-hmm. An independent freelance writer, they say, can't work in Chicago or in uh, California. You've got to be an employee. They hate those people. They do. And I don't know why. What's wrong with it? It's just <laughs> other wow. than you're trying to do it in California. Yeah, and and how those people are not going to get the tools and resources to come back. And in all honesty, do you want to come back if it means I've got to borrow a hundred and eighty thousand dollars from the government? Right. You, you know, or or whatever that number is. Hey, they are here to help you. Yes. <laughs> so it, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. But yeah, it's a good article to read. That's. It is. Um, I mean, there's. Some staggering numbers in there, honestly, as far as the number of drivers that have been cut. And it, it even went into um, warehouse workers. Wow. Yeah, that's what I was looking at, the warehouse workers and those. And, you know, the, the truck driver, he's still there. You might be able to get him back. Somebody else might have grabbed him. There's going to be some churn. There's going to be some attrition. But the guys in the warehouse are going to go where you know, they might end up getting a better job when they're done. Right. Speaking of laid off warehouse workers and anyone else, do you know anybody on unemployment who's getting the extra $600 a week or whatever it's supposed to be? Yes. Castle Curator received the last four weeks of them Thursday. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it, yeah, did, our, it did show our up. Our bank account is very, very nice right now. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but you said the last of them. No, they caught up with them. They retroactively oh, okay. caught up because yeah, they, okay. they go went back to... That's cool. I want to say the 25th. So, I mean, she she got what? I think she's been off for, well, we just we just filed for the sixth week. Yeah. Uh, so she got the last five all at once. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Nice little chunk of change to show up in the mail. That is. Direct <laughs> deposit. Best way to go. It, it is. Yeah. You know, let's stay on this trucking thing for a little bit. I, I found... Uh, brokers push back against um, Trump's price gouging claims. And I found a couple of other articles on this. And it's about the guys that are complaining about the freight rates and they're getting screwed by the brokers. One thing that's missing, whether or not you believe it should be there, is, is up for discussion. A broker agrees to haul your load for, I'll give you an exact example out of one of the articles. Um, for two thousand dollars, we will okay. we will book a truck and haul that load for two grand. So Don's Beer Warehouse agrees to pay two thousand dollars to take that load nine hundred miles, or twenty one hundred, right. whatever the case may be. When the owner operator called and booked the load, he has no idea that the shipper is paying two grand. He's just talking to the broker and negotiating the best deal he can. 
he ends up taking it for $900, which is less than his cost to make the run. He's just trying to keep his head above the water and try and make nut and pay the bills. Right. Maybe get somewhere else where there's some better freight. Exactly. And right now it's it's just hard. And I'll talk about that in a minute. So what he's trying to say is, well, we're getting screwed because that load paid $2,000 from the shipper and the trucker only received 900 or the owner-operator who hauled it. Right. So here's my question. Who got screwed? The owner-operator. Actually, the person who was uh, initially buying that you know, was the, forking over the two grand. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, when you look at it, the reason we have a spot market and something that works the way it does is to, at the end of the day, give the consumer the best price available. Really, the consumer is getting screwed because that man should have never been charged $2,000. Right. What the broker gets for the load, I don't know. There's a lot of ways to look at that. If you found out your company was making twice as much money as you think they were, but you're getting paid what a truck driver goes for in your neck of the woods, because they're making so much money, are you worth twice as much? No. If if that broker turned that load down for 900 bucks, would somebody else have taken it? Oh, absolutely. In in this economy, yeah, the load yeah. was that's and and I'm I'm just trying to be real here, guys. It's the the people screaming, "Oh, the government needs to fix the prices." I didn't hear any of you saying we're making too much money, we need to give some back back in 2018. Right. No. <laughs> no. Everybody was making money. Let's move on to Okay, we were talking about rates. So Trucker's Edge, one of the things I've been doing is in, in years previous, I have not had access to Trucker's Edge or Dat Power or any of the tools that we talk about. I know the company. I know mm. their reputation. We talk about them regularly. I don't have a DOT number, so I don't have access. And that's something we talked about as we rebranded and started the new site. Now, I do have access. I can't go on and post loads or book loads, but I can see the board. I can, I can find loads. I can, I see the same thing you guys are seeing. I can do the same thing you guys are doing and I can do some fun stuff. So you have this thing called a tri hull. Let's say I have an outgoing load of a private contract right here in Green Bay, my own, my own personal freight. And that load is going to Boise, Idaho. So you go to, Trucker's Edge, DAT, whatever you want to use, and you find a load from Boise, Idaho coming back to Green Bay, right? Yep. And maybe that load in today's market pays a dollar five a mile, and that sucks. You go into the automatic tri-haul function, and maybe you find you're going to go from Boise to Billings, Montana. And from mm -hmm. Billings, you're going to reload and come to Green Bay. And now those two together averaged out are going to be a buck fifty a mile in a bad economy. So okay. you, you had to unload and reload one time, but you just knocked yourself up 45 cents a mile for an 1800 mile run. That. So the other thing I've been playing with, okay, now let's try haul the try haul. So coming out of Billings, Montana, let's try haul Billings, Montana to Green Bay. And now you might be going down to Rapid City, South Dakota and then back to Green Bay. But now you made that 1,800 miles, maybe 1,950 miles, but now you're up to 210 a mile. By tri-hauling the tri-haul, I've been able to find just about everywhere you go, you can build that rate up. And we're not talking big money, but I mean, time suck right now, 220, 230, 240 a mile, depending on where you are and what you look at. And there are some decent things out there because what happens is somewhere in there, you string into that 300-mile run that's paying $900 because nobody wants to go right. 300 miles. Do your homework. Make sure you can get loaded and unloaded rapidly, and it should work out. Those aren't there right now. There's there's a few good, really short runs, probably because, yeah, we're going to pay you $300 to go 120 miles, but you're going to have to wait till tomorrow to unload. Yeah. Um, or there's there, nothing coming out of there. Yeah, or both. To get you back. So, yeah, that's where it gets hard. But right now, I mean, I've really been having fun with this try-haul the try-haul Be because it just <laughs> – it, it just exponentially finds good stuff. Yeah. And then from there, you can just, okay, what if we bypassed Billings and went straight from Boise to Rapid City? Maybe it's not going to be as good as it was, but, you know, maybe that'll be pretty good. Yeah. 
So it, it's just interesting to sit and play. And then every city in there, look, at, just search what's leaving that. And maybe you'll find something living going the opposite direction. It might be worth your while to, you know, maybe bounce back and forth between Rapid City and Boise three times and then go home. There are still ways to make money. You've just got to think outside the box. You're not going to make as much, but yeah, you, you've got to, you got to work at it a little more. You know, I go think of uh, all of our years with me selling cars and, you know, about the 25th <laughs> of the month, I'm looking at the bills piling up and, and I'm not sleeping at night because I haven't made the nut. The bills aren't going to get paid, let alone, you know, we're yep. going to eat. Uh, <laughs> I want, I want to go home and look in the window and see lamps on and see the digital clock on the microwave the telling microwave me what is still on. time it is. Exactly. Yes. So, you know, here it is the 25th and what do you do? You just stand out in the middle of a lot and wait and, oh, you're here to see a Geo Metro? Let me show you this used Chevy Cavalier because 33 bucks ain't going to change my life. But this Cavalier's got about 1800 bucks of padding in it and I get a third of it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, let me show you this nice. I, you just, you kick into a different mode and you do what you have to do. And, and I Survival pulled, mode. Yep. How many times did I call you with two days at the end of the month? I just sold a new truck and, you know. Maybe I didn't tell you about it, but that no, happened. You, no, you told me. We can, we can buy two boxes of mac and cheese. Yeah, we can buy a package of hot dogs to slice up in the mac and cheese. <laughs> and not worry about getting five meals out of it. <laughs> you know, to this day, I cannot really stomach mac and cheese and hot dogs in the same setting. <laughs> I can understand that. Oh, man. Isn't that the truth? I won't even say they were a good brand of hot dogs hey, there's nothing wrong with bar s hot dogs i still eat them to this day oh, okay. oh man <laughs> 79 oh. cents yep. <laughs> and off they go yeah i don't think they've gone up in price at all you mentioned last week or the week before about the video with them making those n95 yes. masks yes and it was a disgusting view oh yeah it's totally filthy totally filthy kids sitting on the floor Putting yep. these masks together and packaging working, them. Up. Working away on, on these things. Do you know what N95, what the 95 means? 95% filtration. Correct. But what are these N95 masks really? And if you're going to label it to filtration, most of these things out of China, they're finding them down 15%, 20%? Yeah, 15, 20%. I mean, they are failing inspection after inspection. So what happens? And henceforth, not. Not making the cut uh, with with customs and in, inspections in China, which it, they, China has really stepped up their inspections, thankfully, because what good are these masks going to do if nobody's checking them and they come over here and you know the, don't do what they're supposed to do? Well, I don't think China cares if they don't do what they're supposed to do. You'd think they would well, they because care, of the money we spend? Yeah. We're not buying them now because, oh, no. Oh. We're, we're not going to pay for those. It didn't pass. Yeah. So now they're on the other side of the world. They're not getting paid for. Yeah. I mean, we went with through that with shipping calves several states away. You're not bringing them back if they don't like them. Yeah. So you've got to sort very carefully. And, you know, when they call you up and say they're four here, we're not paying for, you just ate four calves. That's kind of the end of the story. Right. And, you know, when calves are 400 bucks a piece, there's 1,600 bucks you're never going to see again. Yeah. So, you know, you make sure you ship nice stuff and you stuff is going to make good the ones trip. That far away. You train your people how to handle them so they will make the trip well. You hire the right driver who's not going to stop in Wyoming and take a four-hour nap. Uh, no, you hire the guy that's got 18 Red Bulls and says, I don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's, I asked one guy, how, how do you do that? And he says, well, I go to Wyoming, take a 30-minute nap and turn right and go another 2,000 miles. Yep. It's not quite that far, but that's what they did. Uh, <laughs> those guys were the salt of the earth, man. The, the, oh, yeah. You know, they're big old Fitzgerald 389 glider kits with the C-15 and straight pipes and just beautiful <laughs> trucks. The darn trailers. I mean, a four-deck cattle trailer is about hundred grand. So, I mean, they had some yeah. money sunk into that stuff. Oh, yeah. You got money into that. Yeah. So then we ended up finding a broker who was going to get get us teams cheap, and run them run with a team, and uh, they couldn't show up on time. Yeah, you guys had nothing but issues, or they'd show up and they're damn near out of hours. Yeah, with two of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't leave till Tuesday. <laughs> Sucks to be you, Get man. Get the hell out of my barn. <laughs> God, yeah, it was just awful. So anyway, so we have all of these 
crappy masks showing up from China. And who is this out of? This is uh, ABC News, is it not? Uh, yes, there's there's one from ABC News about the uh, the masks not passing inspection. And then who has the news from Shanghai? That one that was out of freight waves again, wasn't it? Yeah, the shipping was was in in freight waves. We have so all of these. You've air- got two issues going on simultaneously in China that are affecting, unfortunately, the rest of the world. Yeah. Got masks that don't pass inspection, and then the ones that do pass inspection, and yes, they are good. Our doctors, our nurses, our, our medical professional here need these things. They can't get on the damn plane. <laughs> Shanghai is just jammed full of pallets and pallets of these things waiting for a flight out because they're not going to put these on containers and get them next month. No, they, they need to go right away. And because of all of these new inspections that have to be done, it takes time. You know, if, if you're wheeling in a truckload of these, these masks, you're getting them unloaded. They're not going off of your truck onto the conveyor belt under the plane. They're going into a warehouse where inspectors are opening each case and testing the products. Yeah. And that it's adding what weeks to shipping times. Yeah. And then how many do you fit on a plane compared to the container? Yeah. The good news is we have a lot of airplanes right now that have had the seats removed because there's nobody able to fly. Yep. Yeah. There we go. We, We do have a way to go with those. Stuff is still making it over, but they're talking about planes going 20% full. Yeah. How is that cost effective at all? That that is absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um it, it just it blows the way it is. Uh we we actually have two uh this week's in beer. Uh one right here in our our home state. Uh New Glarus Brewing. If you don't live in Wisconsin, you probably don't know this beer because they will should. not <laughs> let it out of the state. No, is it a good beer? Yes. Don't know, it's the competitor, so Oh. <laughs> Spotted Cow this, is good. I I have heard it's 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 very good, but they are they are very strict with it. I mean, they they could make a fortune selling it across the border, but no, they, they want to keep it, keep it here. Um, one nice thing, and, and not all beer companies are doing this when the bars shut down, you know, obviously they, they're all getting ready for St. Patrick's day. You know, that's, that's kind of the kickoff around here for busy time in the bars. They've all got inventory that's sitting in there. Um, most, Beer distributors, if it's an open case, we're not giving you credit for it. If it's a tapped barrel, we're not giving you credit for it. You know, we're sorry you can't do anything with that beer. But neither can we. But we can't either. You know, we, our distributor, yeah, we'll give you the work with you to figure out some kind of a credit for it. But it's going to come back to our warehouse and we're going to pay a warehouse guy 12 bucks an hour to sit there and dump it down the drain. Because we can't send it back to the brewery with beer in it. New Glarus is, nope, we will pick it up, we'll pay you back for it, and rather than dump it down the drain, they are spreading it out in uh, farm fields for fertilizer. Good use at for least, something that's gone to waste. At least, yeah, at least the nutritional. Oh, the, it, you know how much better that has to smell than they normally smell around here when oh, they're spreading out uh, fertilizer? It's It's been turkey manure this last week oh, here. Oh my. Thankfully, the, the temperature's down. But the damn wind. Yeah. <laughs> there is nothing. Turkey- after I read this, I went, why the hell can't we do that around here? Yeah. Oh, I'd love to wake up in the morning to the smell of beer on my way to work. Turkey manure is so much worse than steer oh, manure. Give me cow. cow. Any day. Yeah, it, it's just, it's, and, and I mean, s- smelling the, the manure in, in the fields from the dairy cows is bad <laughs> enough. But I mean, the, 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 see, oh I never gosh. mind that. It's part of. It's just part of the experience in Wisconsin. You know, it, it really isn't. Maybe it's just, okay, after that first year, you just get used to it. And it's, oh, yep, it's fertilizer time. But then all of a sudden, now it's it's turkey or pig. And, oh, yeah. Gross. I think what we've learned <laughs> oh, is if it's a nice, you know, that first nice spring day and you go outside and the sun is shining, you don't take a big, deep breath yet. No, 
you breathe small. And then, you know, <laughs> is it safe? <laughs> Maybe. Exactly. I, I distinctly remember our first summer here. And I, I couldn't tell what was worse about this town. Was it the smell of crap that they spray in the fields or was it the smell of the damn onion ring factory? <laughs> um, oh. Or the combination of the two. <laughs> oh. oh, man. I worked at that onion factory one shift. One yeah. one night shift. When, when we decided to move to Wisconsin, I left my job in Portland. I got in the car. I damn near killed myself driving here with Montana's original. like two Freaking days. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. And, and there were shorter days than I, you know, I made it back in two days before, but that was with a little help and a much longer day. But, uh, yeah, that was crazy. Anyway, all I needed was a paycheck. It didn't need to be a big paycheck. It just needed to be a check coming in yep. and a place to live. And I, I found the worst possible of both. <laughs> <laughs> I did. You struck out on both. <laughs> the, the job was absolutely dreadful. It was. Cutting the ends off of onions and the skin off and sticking it on a peeler. And it was a nine-hour shift. You'd do three hours, get a 20-minute break, three hours, get a 20-minute break, three hours, go home. And there were people who had been there for years. And you knew who were, who they were in town because they smelled like onions. Yep. All the time. It, it doesn't come off. And I thought, I can do this for 90 days while I go find a real job. Well, no, nobody yeah. will hire me going into an interview with the bouquet of- Freaking like onion. Yeah. <laughs> So and you uh, do. It gets in your skin. Oh, yes. my gosh. Yeah. And, and then the house, I mean, the house was a dump, and I cleaned it up before I came and got that you guys. That was cleaned up? Yeah, that was cleaned yeah, oh, up. frightening. You should have seen it when I... When I... Here's what <laughs> the happened. The basement from hell, the locks on the outside of every bedroom door. <laughs> yeah, and then one bedroom painted completely black, because I guess they used to run a, a black market tattoo parlor up there. Yeah, <laughs> an illegal tattoo parlor. It's, it's a beautiful house now. Yeah, oh, it yeah. is. Yeah, after the guy we rented it from had it foreclosed on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two things Two things with, with Rice Lake, how we ended up in that house. Number one, it's a little town. We're a family of five with a cat. There's not a lot of houses for rent. No. So I get the paper, the, the, the chronotype, Rice Lake paper on Wednesday, and I call every house in there, which there's like three of them. Yeah. And I make it to the first one. And everybody who had called before me got to, you know, she broke down the order of who called and the first person on that list took the house. And I was like the fourth person. Ah. We, we go to the second house and everybody except for this first lady is at the second house. And I wasn't the first person who called there either. <laughs> so we go to the third house. We walk in and there's like five women looking around going, holy shit. And me going, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yep, done. Done. Here's my money. Yeah. I know where the landfill is. We're okay here. I've got a ranchero. We'll be good. And then about two days into cleaning it up, the neighbor from one side, nice, nice people, he comes over and he says, well, I'm, I'm sure the landlord told you about the house on the other side of you. I says, no, why? And he says, well, that's transition housing. That's where the guys live when they get out of jail. Yeah. Oh, great. I'll have my two sixth grade daughters here in a week. <laughs> so, yeah, we lasted about, what, two and a half months in that house, if that. It was November. Yeah. It was long. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, it was right around Halloween, now yeah. that I think about it. Yeah, yeah, it was, and, and, and rightfully so. Rightfully so, because so, that house, yeah. the, do you remember going down to, we used to call it Igor's. Igor's cellar. Yes, that's oh. where the washer and dryer were. Well, you I had, had to go outside. Yeah, it had two basements. One was the old house cellar, and one was an addition with a basement, and it was not bad, but you had to go through a bedroom to get to it, so you yeah. couldn't make another bedroom out of it. it. It was just, it was a goofy house, but yeah, it could have been nice. and It served the need yep. at the time. It got us there, but the onions, the onion factory, the onion ring factory did not serve the need. <laughs> I worked one night, came home, stunk, took a shower, Went to bed, woke up, stunk, took a shower. And it, <laughs> it took another day to not stink. And I called him up, said, I'm not coming back. She says, is it the smell? And I said, yep, I, I can't get past <laughs> it. I'm sorry. And that was through manpower or something. It was a temp job. And yeah. I swore I was never going to sell cars again in my life. And I violated that promise twice. Once then. It, it was either sell cars or peel freaking onions. <laughs> yeah, and I'll sell, I'll sell cars. And then the other time was when I, uh, the diabetes diagnosis came up and I went to work for South Lake there in Rice Lake for six months. Yep. So, you know, it, it accomplished what I needed it to accomplish. And, uh, it did. 
great experience. It, it got us here. We've we've all flourished in this state. Yeah. And I'll go back to it. Trucking has been a, a blessing to us since a year and a half after we came here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. When we've gone back to Portland, it's like, what kind of idiot stays here? Oh, what a horrible Oh, my God. Live. The traffic, the the amount of people, it's just, oh, my heavens. Oh, it is crazy. Amount of unemployed people now. They're doing a great job out there. Yeah. Hey, let's shoot yeah. on. Let's shoot on to the second beer story, because if you're not a big brewery and you've got tankers of this stuff to go dump on a field, you've just got a little, uh, what does this guy got? This is what, the rusty truck? The rusty truck, and this, uh, ironically, is from our old home state of Oregon. Yes. Uh, actually, Lincoln City to boot, yeah. Yes, which, where the hell was the brewery when we went there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, there <laughs> what were, but... shop did they bulldoze? <laughs> Do you remember the Lighthouse Brewery? You no. You would have had a burger or something there. It was it, a restaurant. It was a little restaurant, yeah, the Lighthouse Brewery and Pub, and then a restaurant. And and they had all of these neat little microbreweries. This was before I quit drinking. And one of the things you can order is this little this taster's platter of beer. So you got they had seven kinds of beer on the platter, and they were of course in small glasses, but seven glasses. So we have you and your sisters and the castle curator and I sitting at a table. Between the two of us, we have fourteen glasses of beer in front of us. <laughs> all and that's when my cousin, the attorney, walks in. And, Oh, I didn't know you guys were going to be in Lincoln City this weekend. <laughs> That's okay. He's usually drunk most of the time anyway. Party. So. Yeah. You would have remembered this one because it was just as you went into town. As we'd get to town, it was on the there right was a side. little shopping mall and there was a Safeway there and a few other things. We'd always stop and get a few Grand snacks trees, for you guys. S'more stuff. Yeah. yeah. Got to have s'mores. The, the essentials. It was a good time. Anyway, the second place, what is this guy <laughs> with the Rusty Truck Brewing Company doing with his brew? So they, uh, this brewery, it's it's a brewery and a, a tap room. So I'm guessing he probably doesn't distribute. It's probably, we make it here, you come drink it here. Yeah. Um, they close down for the winter. Not a lot of tourists. Not a lot of business. So they were just getting going, um, got everything brewed, getting ready to open. Boom. No bars and restaurants. And you have a communist uh, governor, so it's going to go on until June, <laughs> at least. Yeah. And um, apparently outside of Wisconsin, carry out from a bar doesn't isn't a thing. You know, you can in Wisconsin, you could go have a couple of beers and say, hey, I'll take a six pack to go. Yeah. And they'll sell you a six-pack of beer, and out you go. It sounds like Oregon, you can't do that. No. Oregon, you can't even buy liquor in a, all of the liquor stores, at least when we were there. I think it's still that way. We're owned by the state of Oregon. Yeah. The oh, Oregon, really? Yeah, the Oregon Liquor Control Commission. So if this guy had a liquor license, he'd go to the liquor store and pay the same price for his alcohol as you pay going in to buy a fifth. Really? Yep. That's dumb. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so he thought, you know, I... I don't want to just dump this out. With what's going on, people could probably use a cold beer. A, a cold beer. So he's giving away beer. I think that's neat. Uh, if, if I you, can't you sell it, you show up with your your growlers, um, big jugs that you you fill with tap beer, and they they have a, a pressure seal on them to to keep it somewhat fresh. And you stop by, and yeah, I'll fill up a couple growlers for you. Probably going to cost him some money. Hopefully, it uh, gets him some some new business when he does get to open. You know, I don't even drink, but I'd uh, if, if we were in Lincoln City in the next couple of years, we'll probably have a burger there, and I could see us being there in the next. I don't remember if they were still there though. You mean the lighthouse? Oh, you mean no, this no? New, I, this I mean this place. one. Yeah, yeah, the rusty truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, and I don't know. I would assume he probably does some kind of food. Uh, most most oh, tap yeah. rooms do, but yeah. I, I I just think that's neat. Well, if I can't sell it, I can give it away, make some people happy, you know, maybe draw some goodwill and get some business. Yeah. Yeah. He he doesn't want to waste stuff. He said he was raised by a, a grandmother who survived the depression, so that that kind of gets ingrained in you that you don't throw things away. No. And you, you know, finish what's on people, your plate, including the beer. People can <laughs> always use a damn beer. Yes. <laughs> Moving on to the big rolling turd, and, and as I said earlier, I like the 
the concept of is it really a turd or is it something that might be cool to have in 2020 and beyond? I stopped you right there. It's not a turd per se, but it is not anything that it'd be cool to have in 2020. <laughs> oh, I think it would be. I think it'd be a hoot. Okay, I could see this thing tearing up the ice track here in town. I don't know. It's 36 horsepower. <laughs> well, I did say it'd be going fast, but it's ice racing. They don't go that fast yeah, anyway. <laughs> 36 horsepower, a zero to 60 time of, what was it? Like 24 seconds. 24 seconds, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what we're talking about is a little car that came out originally in 1972. Yeah. Yes. And it was the Honda 600. With a Z600. Well, there were two models, and the Z600 was the sport model. There's some interesting reasons behind this car. We'll save the CVC story for next week with the Chevy CVC engine. For those of you who don't know the history of Honda engines, we'll save that one just out of brevity of time. So this Honda 600 showed up in 1972. Honda already had a well-established dealer network for motorcycles, so it was real easy to sell cars out of their motorcycle network. But this crazy Z600, if you look at the, is there a good shot in there of the tail end of that thing? On that video? Yeah, I mean, they do a, a decent walk around of it. it uh, not a lot of interior shot, but. It looks like a swim mask going backwards. If you look, it, and it does, at the back end looks like a big swim mask. Yep. With that yeah. big gasket around the hatch. It, they call it a hatchback, but it really almost isn't but the crazy thing a 600 cc if you go to the second set of notes i sent you i put some really good details in it there okay a 600 cc basic and it is air-cooled uh motorcycle motor in there that they managed to shoehorn into the front end of a tiny little car it gets 43 miles to the gallon the weird things of it is yeah the two-cylinder 600 cc motor 36 horsepower and not much more of that in torque. It does seat four, but that four-speed transmission, and I've I've seen these. I've never driven one of these. I've driven the later Civics in the later 70s, and they were a little more conventional where the shifter was. This four-speed shifter, because it was essentially an adapted motorcycle transmission, it shifted out of the dashboard. So instead of... Oh, really? Yeah. So instead of forward and backward, you're shifting up and down. <laughs> Oh, that's weird. <laughs> but it was huh. a fully synchronized four-speed. And, there I mean, there was a waiting line to buy those cars when they came out. But it, it's just a strange little car. And then the, they made a N600 that looked a lot like a Mini Cooper, about the same dimension, same size. Yeah. Same engine, very similar specs and weight, same shifter out of the dashboard, just... uh uh, not quite as glamorous. These were, when they were made in in uh, Japan, they had their own little tiny car class. So they were considered Kai class, K-E-I class vehicles. A uh, maximum of three meters long, a maximum of 1.3 meters wide, and a maximum of two meters high. So we're not talking big cars here. No, little tiny things. Right. And the ones in Japan, and could only have a 360cc engine. So they were, what, 60% of what you have. <laughs> they were <Yeah>. even smaller. <laughs> a Honda 360 motor in those things. The owner of Honda and head engineer that, that's, that ran the company at the time, air-cooled was the only way to go. He swore up and down you'd never see a water-cooled engine in a Honda. Yeah. You know, you can make air-cooled work. You can't make air-cooled pass emissions. That's the problem. Right. But these crazy things, I don't know. Those, the little, there's a micro car cult. Yeah. And these have never really been big in that, in that little world, but they've got to be more fun than an Izetta. And you don't look like Steve Urkel driving <laughs> it around. I wonder though, how many of these things are, are still around? Uh, I, I read in one of the articles it was they only made like fifty or fifty-one thousand of these things. They didn't make that many, and there was some sort of recall issue with the Z, and I can't find anything now on what that was that took a lot of them off the market. 
Um, the other one you do still see, you can find them on Hemmings. The Z is a little harder to find, and it's certainly the one that stands out. That's the desirable one. Yeah, it, yeah if you're going to have one of the two, have the Z. Uh, later, they started making a, a little slightly larger when they did away with the Z. Um, the N came up with a different name. I believe the Civic came out by then. A little bigger engine, and they were going to the four-cylinder by then. And that's when I, I spent a, oh, maybe three or four months. I worked for the Honda dealer in Oregon City uh, detailing it. But they get them new in off the truck, and you'd go in and wipe all the Cosmoline off and put a coat of wax on it, <laughs> peel the plastic off the interior, and bust your ass. If you worked hard, you could do one in four hours. And I got $10 for a sedan and 15 for a wagon. That was big money. <laughs> nice. That's yeah. impressive. <laughs> yeah. If you really hustled, you can make damn near four bucks an hour doing that. <laughs> I did enjoy reading through the, the comments on that YouTube video. Uh, there seemed to be a lot of people remembering one major issue with that vehicle. And that, that was, back window would fall out. That, You'd be driving down the road, hit a bump, and the back window <laughs> would just fall out. <laughs> I think that was why you don't see so many of them. Yeah. Oh, boy. They yeah. just didn't make gaskets like they do. And that gasket was huge. That thing was, uh, I mean, the gasket around that thing was was gigantic. It stuck out. Like I said, it looked like a, a swim mask going backwards. Yeah. yeah, it looked like you could suction cup to a brick wall or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you back up and hit, hit a shiny surface and you can't get it. <laughs> I'm stuck. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have enough power to break that seal. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> but the fuel mileage, I think it said it was almost 38 miles to the gallon. 38.43 on one of them, yeah, and 38 on that one. And, you know, that was back when you had decent fuel, but it was cheap, where now we have this garbage yeah. fuel. Um, it's not that cheap anymore. It keeps no. creeping up here in town. We're up to a buck seventy nine now. Wow. What are we up to now? Dollar forty five. Oh, wow. But yeah. we were down to 94 cents. <laughs> I was say, I, I remember seeing a picture of 94 cents. We we never hit that. I think the cheapest we got here in town was $1.19 for a day, and then it went up to $1.29 and stayed there for a couple of days. It wow. has always Which, I mean, been... was still nice. I, I yeah. filled up both tanks on the, uh, the old uh, Ford. I've never done that before because you know, I'd never spend that much money. <laughs> It might go bad before you use it all. <laughs> well, how far will that will the the old Ford go before it stops working? Don't jinx her now. Okay, come sorry. on. There's not much left to replace on that thing. <laughs> I, I probably have the only. Oh, the floor would be a start. <laughs> 2010, 2015, 2020. Oh, uh, F one fifty. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. We went and just just drooling around looking at stuff the other day, cruising through the. Uh, the Dodge dealer, and we found a, a Toyota Tundra. Yep. Like a 2014, 90,000 miles on it. Toyota makes damn good truck. A beautiful honestly. truck, yeah. and it and it's only like seventeen five. It's just, what the yeah. heck? And it's, People don't want them. Oh, no. They, well, they don't want this one because we did our homework, and it turns out it's two-wheel drive. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's a good buy at seventeen five, but not in Wisconsin. Not in Wisconsin. <laughs> no. Unless that's your summer car. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. now kind of, we kind of wondered because there there's no rust. There's nothing. It's just really good shape. I don't think it's been in Wisconsin that long. Probably yeah, not. I don't think it has a Wisconsin history. That's, you look under it's a it. It's snowbird that brought brought it up. There. Yeah, or yeah, or some old guy who yeah drove it every spring. The floor worse. Yeah, had it trucked. There's people who do that. Yeah, we're we're flying down and we'll have them you know truck the car down. Yeah. The car's gonna get trucked down. <laughs> yeah, must must be rough. Yeah. Oh man, but yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. The the dealerships are they are tempted. They really are right now. I mean, there's with the lease coming up, we get stuff in the mail daily about this deal and this program that we're running. And we could go damn near a year without making payments or paying any interest. And it's like, ooh, that's that's hard to turn it down. But no. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, and the other thing, too, and I learned this from a guy named Ernie that I knew very well out in Oregon at the Chevrolet stores. He was a fleet manager. And people would come in and they had two years left on their zero interest loan. And he said, are you nuts? And this was yeah. when new car rates were, you know, nine, 10 percent. You're going to give away two that. years of free interest. You keep it till it's paid for or you're just 
it, it's like throwing another eighteen hundred bucks down the toilet. Yeah, and <laughs> the only guy I knew who'd tell people you know what they needed to hear. Right. You know, you might still decide to do it, but you've been warned. You're throwing good money away because you paid a little more for the car to get that lower interest. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, yeah. You don't walk away from a zero interest loan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're so, well, I think of my dad is, is, uh, you know, back in the day, he got a, well, the, I think that mortgage on their home was like five and a quarter. And that was a really good rate because all through yeah. the seventies, you had double digit. Right. Um, so he had that great VA loan, and that was back in the day when you could get mortgage insurance on it. And, and it's it's like, I, I'll never refinance this house. I'll never pay no. extra on it. We'll pay the minimum payment. And yeah, you know, the, the day he passed, my mother got the deed to the house. There you go. So, uh, Done. Yeah, and you can't get that anymore. No. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. What do you say, uh, hey, guys, easiest way to get a hold of us for now is just feedback at truckingpodcast.com. Goes right to my phone. You can do the uh, trucking after hours at gmail.com. See what you think. I, I shot out some new artwork on Facebook today. I'd love to hear a little bit about that. What, what do you think? And uh, hey, let's call it a night. Works for me. Yep. I got more Yellowstone to watch. There you go. You go watch <laughs> Yellowstone. And hey, the rest of you stay frosty, man. Somebody held out through the whole show. I love it. Might turn out to be Don. Yeah, it's probably Don. Yeah, I don't know if I swiped out. I have like 14 screens open right now. Oh, well, we should have all done that. It could have been all of us. That's hilarious. And we appreciate it. We will talk to you all next week. So, yeah, stay frosty, guys. Stay safe. Drive careful. Thanks for listening.